Bless you, sir. Don't cost Thank you. you hard. Thank you. You're welcome. <clears throat> you know, I figured I'd be polite. It's a polite thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. A little smoker's cough. No big deal. No big deal. Good morning, David Greenberg. Good morning, Corey Russell. This is the first time I ever called you by your real name on this podcast. Yeah, that's why I returned the favor. <laughs> uh, it'll be very confusing for our listeners. I'll be wondering where David Silverberg went and who this David uh, Greenberg fellow is. We are one and the same. Corey yeah. just has different names for me uh, based on my last name in different colors. So, yeah, pick your favorite and go with that. Is it just based on colors, though? I guess so far. I, I, thought, it was, I thought it was just we were just doing different colors and, like, you know, that was kind of the theme of the bit. Okay. I'm glad that you have a theme of the bit. I, uh, yeah. Not a lot of my bits have themes. Um, it, you know. I like a good theme. I like. I think. I think randomness is the general theme. Randomness seems to be the general theme of uh, the first two weeks of fantasy football. This has been a strange season so far. What do you oh, say? Yeah, for sure. I. Uh, Holy boy, was I wrong on my picks this week. That's one thing, That's yeah. one thing we're going to get to. Uh, I was going to wait to talk about this a little bit, but right now I am keeping score on my whiteboard. Uh, after two weeks, I'm currently 3-1 and one in my picks, which is respectable, 3-1. and one. It's not bad. I got one wrong with the Giants losing to the Washington football team in just embarrassing and saddening fashion this past Thursday. But Corey, on the other hand, our Canadian friend here, Zero and four through two uh, weeks in picks right now. Uh, there, there were two kind of predictions that he made that we're calling no contests. Um, he I'm getting Diaz. I'm getting Diaz. You're just gonna no contest me. No, I'm not. But in the preseason, he said something about Damon Winston, but we don't really know what because we don't really have the audio for it uh, to back it up. Uh, I think oh, I think we said is James Winston was going to have a good season. I don't think it was a specific prediction, so I'm calling that one a no contest. And I am calling you – last week you said Josh Allen was going to go ham this week. Now, this is a controversial one. We're calling this a no contest because, first of all, going ham is not very specific. Uh, and Corey's perspective is the Bills did, you know, shut out the Dolphins this past Sunday. Uh, Josh Allen obviously was the quarterback, so obviously had a very good game. My perspective is Josh Allen, depending on your scoring system, was QB like 15, 16, 17, maybe even 18. Uh, so this was a quarterback that in most leagues should not have been a fancy starter this past week, even though he probably would start in most, if not all leagues. Certainly in all three leagues I play and he was started because usually he's, you know, top 10 QB play. He wasn't this past week. And I don't see a, I don't, I don't see how you could say that's going ham if you weren't even a starting quarterback worthy in fantasy football for the week. In, in a standard league, that's okay. You know, only my no, no contest is fine. Been the starter. No contest is so fine. So we're not counting that against him. The Bears. The Bears did. Wow, the Bears. The Bears surprised me yeah, this week. First, let's, let's go down in order. So first week, you thought the Cowboys would be the Bucks. They did not. This week, you thought the Bengals would be the Bears. They did not. They. You also thought Najee Harris was gonna have another stinker. He did not. Um, specifically the 
that was you thought he was going to have under 15 points in the PPR league. He had like 19 point something in PPRs. I'm going to stop uh, making you talk me into PPR bets because I was right. I actually made the right call on that bet. I said the right thing. And then at the end of it, I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll just take it. And I, yeah. I, I literally the entire time I made the right call up until the last second where I was just like, whatever. So I'm going to I'm going to make sure that I don't get talked into that again. You have very a power of persuasion, David Silverberg. I know. I know. And then also you said Joe Burrow is going to go off. Uh, clearly did not. Joe Burrow had a really surprisingly bad game against the Bears with three interceptions, which is uncharacteristic of Joe Burrow. And his last year, he only had five interceptions the whole game. Yeah. Uh, and over 300 attempts, he had three interceptions in three attempts, which yeah. is remarkable. <laughs> it uh, really was. You're not going to see that sound again from Joe Burrow, I don't think. <laughs> Any quarterback. When's the last time a quarterback well, has thrown four, three These four results do leave. These four results do leave Corey starting 0-4, which does beg the question, and now I play this game, how many weeks will it take for Corey to get a prediction correct on this podcast? I do believe it will happen. I think it's a matter of when, not if. Personally, I'm going to give Corey the benefit of the doubt. I don't think he's that bad of a football fan being up in Canada. About, yeah, being up in Canada. Uh, and so... I mean, to be fair, you know, if you go down through yeah. all four of them, I mean, again, Najee Harris got the stupid dink and dunk passes for the one point that I literally I literally specifically said that I wasn't going to take it because of it, and I got screwed on that. So there is that. Number two... That's like really the only, to me, that's really the only legitimate loss because, again, the Bears played out of their minds. That was just mm. surprising to even, I even talked to a Bears fan and he was like, well, that game went amazingly. <laughs> he thought he was going to lose by two yeah, touchdowns. Bears defenses of old. Yeah. So that was interesting. And then, again, I mean, the Cowboys should have won that game. They were in position to win that game, classic Cowboy fashion. And. Chocosaurus Rex. But, so okay, but by that logic, the Giants should have won the game against Washington. Then they oh, again for sure. choked. For sure, hundred uh, percent. So I technically, yeah. I mean, if Giants don't fuck up right at the end uh, by being offsides, uh, I would be four zero right now. If Giants oh, yeah. weren't just, I know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to argue that. I mean, that's a hundred percent. That was just an amazing, an amazing. It it made my it made part of my weekend. I'm not gonna lie. Every single time the Giants lose, it makes my day. Anybody in the NFC East, that's not the Cowboys for that matter. But when you do it in such a special way, I just I adore you even more. There's you know yeah. there's one thing that you're taught to do um, when you play flag football as a five year old child is line up onside, and so that's literally something that he's done. His entire football career. That's it. They've literally done just the offside part since day one. So every time I see an offside penalty, I just, oh, it's hilarious to watch. I love it. Happened in my Cowboys game. I saw my defensive end yeah. again. His head is just clearly over the top. And it's like, man, come on. Like, just figure it out. You have one job. You have one job. <laughs> so... So then yes. the next question that I guess because we know how we're doing on picks, how are we doing in actual fantasy football? Personally, if you count my three leagues together, which I like to do for my total record, I started out, and you'll like this, four, two, and zero. Yes. Love it. I started off 420 this season, which is respectable, I think. 
So I have one league where I'm 2-0 and then two leagues where I'm 1-1. One one. Uh, so that means I won my 18-team league this week. I didn't even actually have a particularly great week this week. It was a uh, weak week for my running backs. Uh, but the person I was facing really had an awful week, and that's why I still won by double digits in my 18-team league. Had about that size. I remember, as I did mention last week, I have guaranteed that I will win every single game for the rest of the season in this league leading into the championship round. Well, actually, I, said, I think I said leading into the playoffs. Uh, so I'm basically going to go all into the playoffs like 13-1 and one or whatever it's going to be. Uh, and that was a bold claim to make. So far, 1-0 since making that claim in that league, happy to say. Uh, and I have a very easy matchup coming up this week, so it should be 2-0, facing like the worst team in this league, probably the worst team I've ever seen in fantasy football. We can talk about that later, maybe. But Corey, how are you doing in fantasy football so far? What's your record at? One and one. I'm back. Um, I'm back to 500. Um, thank you, Aaron Jones, for finally delivering for me. We'll go down that uh, in the results portion uh, in just a quick minute. But yeah, Aaron Jones finally came through. Uh, it. Uh, oh, I finally got touchdowns um, out of some studs. I got absolutely fucking robbed robbed dirty robbed in seattle that was a julio jones touchdown like there's literally green grass between the dude's cleats and the white and they overturn it on the field that was the even sillier part about it it wasn't the fact that they didn't call it a touchdown they reviewed it and kept it on the field because there wasn't evidence they actually thought that there was enough evidence to overturn the whole fucking thing that was just the one of the worst calls of the weekend. Uh, there were several, I might add. I'm not going to lie. This was a very bad week for the Zebras. And I say this because I, I have refed. I've actually been on the executive board for the local association for referees. I take, yeah, I take that wow. stuff. There you go. Secret fact about Corey you didn't know. Yeah. yeah. I've, done, I've done some provincial finals as a head referee. Uh, at the you know second highest level before college out of here, so you know they're, it's decent. Um, so I do take, I I watch some things in the game that some people don't, and yeah, some some of these errors are just they're they're ridiculous. So I just wanted to point that out. I got I got Julio robbed. Uh, that man needs his first touchdown in Tennessee. It uh, it just needs to happen to be honest. But he had a studly game. He had over 100 yards, and uh, yeah, I was not let down. Uh, by my team this week. I think the only letdown was uh, Atlanta just refuses to, you know, not just continue to feed Pitts and Ridley and Gage over and over. They keep, for some reason, thinking that Cordero Patterson is still relevant in 2021, and it drives me absolutely up the wall. So, um, yeah, that was one of my takeaways this week. But, uh, yeah, I'm back to one and one, um, which is nice. I like it. Uh, as I was mentioning in our little, uh, you know, pre-shout, the uh, person who's considered to be the probably the least uh, fantasy intelligent in my league. Uh, I've been playing with this guy for 10 years. He's kept the Seattle Seahawks defense as a keeper. Uh, he reached this year to get uh, Miles Sanders. So, you know, again, I think his, uh, his time is going to be limited at the top, but he's at the top. He's first place and the highest scoring team for the first year in 10 years. So... I think that's kind of an omen uh, of what's been happening in the first two weeks. There's a lot of interesting performances. A couple of studs have good weeks this week. But uh, let's run through the results real quick and uh, hit some of the fantasy players that you may or may not have started. 
Um, let's start real quick with the Thursday game. Uh, uh, Terry McLaurin was on the bench in my league. So, wow. I was, yeah, he was one of the reasons. So the league I lost in, uh, my opponent had Terry McLaurin. McLaurin? Yeah, I can't say that name. Uh, Me either. But, I think I did a one-hit wonder yeah. by getting it right there. <laughs> yeah, right, honestly. Uh, but he uh, he killed me this week. He's part of the reason why I lost in the league that I did. Because uh, had a fantastic game. Yeah, your safeties just that was one of the worst miscommunications on his bomb that he caught and went for that little scamper. Your safeties just mm-hmm. had no idea what was happening. Your safety cornerback, oh boy, they just didn't know what was going on back there. It was a kind of an embarrassing play, but um, I know we also talked a little bit uh, offline about Saquon Barkley. Um, a couple of people uh, that I spoke with who have Saquon Barkley were actually considering to bench him and uh, one in the league I play in, he was played, but one of my buddies did actually bench Saquon uh, and that ended up being a good, mm-hmm. good move for him. So yeah, I think those are the only two fantasy players um, that are probably worth mentioning. I know uh, some people have um, Heineke good play. Um, he's definitely, uh, definitely a good pickup. Daniel Jones actually had a really good fantasy game. I don't know if you noticed that. Daniel Jones, despite losing the game, had a great fantasy game. No, uh, no I didn't turnovers. See that. You know, um, let me see real quick. He was pretty high up actually in the uh, rankings when I, I was checking them the other day from this past week. Uh, so interesting. Yeah, Daniel Jones was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He was QB ten this week, which means in most leagues he was worthy of being a starter. Uh, and so yeah, can we can I ask you a quick question? Quick question on that, because I've come to a oh, real. Yeah, this is I've, for next week, actually. I've come to a realization <laughs> about something uh, which is hilarious, and some people might make fun of me, which is fine. That's good. Um, had no idea that ESPN was re- uh, just really uh, discriminatory towards touchdowns. And um, I I was very, very confused when, uh, you know, David Silverberg and I were having a little conversation. And, um, like, ESPN, look, this, this is just basic facts that I want to throw on you. A touchdown is a touchdown. It doesn't matter if it comes from a quarterback or a running back. It's six points. Touchdowns are difficult. They are not easy. Nothing is easy about football. Stop screwing the quarterbacks on their points. That's the end of my rant. That's right. I just found out after a decade of playing digital fantasy football that ESPN was discriminatory to quarterbacks and only giving four points for touchdowns, everybody. That is what has happened. So in my league... I'm just going to move right on because everyone's laughing, I know, uh, which is fine. Again, that's why I don't play ESPN because it's just – anyway, I digress. So in you my – I lied, actually. I don't, I don't know what he was drinking was for this past week because I was looking at the projections for next week, actually, uh, on the ESPN. He ranks seventh. Uh, but he was actually – he was definitely a top ten quarterback yeah. this past week. Uh, and he's actually like QB number five because of how good of his performance was right now after, uh, after two weeks. So uh, if so you is... the only quarterbacks that did better than Daniel Jones in my big league is Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, and Kyler Murray in that uh, back-to-front order. Uh, Derek Carr uh, was right after Daniel Jones and Russell Wilson. 
a few points behind that. So, uh, yeah, Daniel Jones had a great week. That's uh, super, super interesting. A good call on that. Uh, moving. Yeah, I mean, he is currently in my ESPN league. He's averaging 25.4 points after two weeks. Nasty. That's pretty fucking good. That is good, actually. That is good. I wish he could just hang on to the ball. You probably do, too. Um, I wish he was that good in reality. Like, I wish he yeah. was, like, a reality quarterback that good. Reality quarterback. So I think he's a, yeah, he's one of those players who's kind of better in fantasy than he is in reality. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, Sunday, I don't know if anybody had anybody starting uh, in this game, New England versus the Jets, 25-6. I didn't even see enough to see if Mac Jones was actually a good quarterback this league. Uh, I think one of the surprising – do you have anything to say about that New England-New York game at all? No, nothing really surprising happened there. And, yeah, I don't know how many people had uh, much uh, interest in that game from a fantasy perspective. There's not a lot of fantasy upside on either of those teams right now. Yeah, no, it was pretty ugly, to be honest with you. Uh, I think this is the – I just – I can't read them. I don't know what's happening, but – uh, Denver twenty three thirteen in Jacksonville. I know Jacksonville is not a talented squad, but Denver looked no. Pretty I, here's good. The, I can read them very clearly. This is Denver is a good team, not a great team, that had two very easy matchups to start the uh, season. Uh, so the two and I don't think they're going to be a playoff team by the end of the season. I think they're going to be probably, you know, maybe nine and eight. Yeah, I think they might have a winning record. Uh, be you know about five hundred now that they, it's an extra game of the season. Um, so you can't have a five hundred record unless you go tie something. Yeah, uh, but, totally agree. Uh, I, I think they'll like I'll probably, they'll probably be like the first second team in the AFC like that doesn't make the playoffs. I think like that's probably where they're at in the NFL, spoiler. In so the they're basically going to play spoiler this year, is what you're saying for all intents and purposes. Right. It's just you know like they're not going to win the division of the Chiefs. They're definitely not better than the Chiefs. No, they're just going to play right harder. Like there's sometimes when you play your division opponents and you know that you're going to roll on them. Like when I play you this year, I know that we're going to smoke you. There's no chance. So <laughs> I just kind of check off the box. We'll so see. you know, there's some division opponents where you just look at them and you're just like, ah, we're good. I don't need to deal with this. And I think that's not what is going to happen with Denver. They're going to look at it and it's going to be a little bit more of a difficult play. You might, you know feel a little bit banged up. Just kind of those keys that might, uh, well, you know. Well, I think in terms of the season series, I think they might go one-on-one against the Chiefs in the season series. I just don't think they're overall better team than the Chiefs, and I don't think they'll have a better record than I the wanna, Chiefs by the end of the season. I want to talk about the Chiefs. We'll, we'll get to that. There's a couple yeah. things I definitely want to talk about the Chiefs. I know, yeah, definitely yeah, have a couple concerns. Game. There's there's some legitimate fantasy concerns out of the Chiefs over the last two weeks, I feel. Um, this is, you know, the game that caused us a little bit of no contest contention, but 35, nothing. Um, I did say that Buffalo was going to come out and absolutely unleash pain on Miami. And, uh, yeah, there you go, folks. 35, zero. I know I didn't specifically say that the bills were going to, you know, that wasn't the prognostication that I made there, but you know, the bills were definitely angry and you could tell they came out and they absolutely, absolutely ran a train on Miami. Uh, that was just not a fun Yeah, this contest. has been the Patriots division for a long time, and now it's the Bills' turn for a little bit. Yeah. This is the Bills' I'll, division, it'll clearly. Be, it'll be interesting to see how I'll long Tua's injured. the Bills don't win it this, this season. I agree. I'll be – I'm really going to be interested to see how long Tua's going to be out. That's going to mean a lot mm-hmm. for that division, for sure. You know, I'm even going to put this on the white, whiteboard because this is such a lock to me. Bills win division. 
Wow, you're gonna take that? Okay, that's good. I'm gonna go for that. Yeah, that's an easy one to me. I I can easily get that. That's that's a layup to me. I like I like the controversial one. Thirty-five nothing. Josh Allen had a mediocre day. That's really about it. Zach Moss and Singletary look good. Uh, there wasn't a clear winner. Diggs did all right. There just wasn't a clear winner in that game. And if you have Tua, well, find a new quarterback. <laughs> That's really the answer on that one. You're in trouble. You are in big trouble. Yeah, I mean, Diggs, Diggs did all right, considering they really focused on the running game in that game because it was just a blowout, uh, which is, I think, encouraging as someone who does have Diggs in one of my leagues. Uh, and he's even the namesake of one of my uh, team names in the 18 team league. I don't know if I've ever said this. But uh, shout out to the WWE, the WWE Hall of Famer, Booker T, and his old catchphrase. Can you digs it, sucker? I may have mentioned this previously. I don't remember if I have on the show or not. But Definitely. We haven't. now think that you're getting Booker T royalties, not going to lie. It's a, conver- it's a conversation on our Twitter. We think that you're getting Booker yeah. T royalties now. That's the second time. Yeah. That's funny. You should see it, man. The fucked up fantasy football uh, Twitter is just ablaze with it. Um, San, Fran- San Francisco and Philadelphia. Um, this game actually made me a little angry uh, because I was cheering for Philadelphia to put points on the board because I was playing against the San Francisco defense. Um, Philadelphia is bad. There might be a legitimate contest for the Philadelphia Eagles to be the worst team in the NFC East. That was a, they're bad. Holy, are they bad. 11 points against the 49ers. The 49ers don't look that good. They just don't. But Philadelphia is that Mm. bad. That's my takeaway from that game. Um, The running back situation in San Francisco is an absolute clusterfuck. Uh, Everybody, everybody, everybody was down at some point. Eli Mitchell went down. He's going to be back. Uh, Jamal McHasty's gone. He's done for three or four weeks, I think it is, uh, with a high ankle sprain. Uh, Troy Sermon is in concussion protocol. He got he got smashed on his first carry. He got smashed. So shout out to all the Sermon owners. Um, that's not going to go well. So we got it. We got an Eli Mitchell backfield, which. I did get on the waiver wire. Uh, take that, Drew. Nice little uh, blockity block block of the block patrol. And, uh, you know, of course, didn't play him. But uh, I do have a viable, you know, RB1 option, I feel, uh, moving forward in the next few weeks if I really, really needed to play him instead of Aaron Jones. Ha, ha, ha. Um, other than that, I don't really know any other uh, takeaways in there. San Francisco and Philadelphia. I mean, if you're starting Jalen Hurts, uh, I think your squad might have some other problems, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, in terms of Jalen Hurts, I, you know, give you mixed reviews from different people. There are some experts who are really high on Jalen Hurts, think he's like, you know, the next Dak Prescott. And then you have people, literally my roommate, uh, who is a Ravens fan, so doesn't really necessarily have any direct rooting interest for against the Eagles. Literally does not think Jalen Hurts should be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Like, is that low on Jalen Hurts? And so, like, as Louis said, like, hey, he has no business being a starting quarterback in the NFL, in his opinion. And this man has been an NFL fan for a very long time, his entire life, as far as I'm aware. Um, so, and he knows the game pretty well. So, I'm, I'm curious what you think about that statement. So, to me, that's a hot take, you know. It's a fairly hot take. I do, 
I do think that he's like in the same, he should be in the same conversation as Tyrod Taylor. Um, I think that they're the same person. Um, Jalen Hurts is just younger. I think not having a job is a little bit steep. I think they're they're good game managers or could be because once Jalen Hurts, you know, learns to not run around as much, you know, it's the same thing with Tyrod Taylor. Once Tyrod Taylor stayed in the pocket a little bit more and didn't lose the ball all the time, he's become a pretty good game manager. Um, yeah. You know, unfortunately, he got injured there. His hamstring took a little tur- twinge uh, over the week then, but he's a he's a good, he's a little bit more mobile Alex Jones. Um, Alex Smith. <laughs> Alex Jones. Yeah. Alex Smith. Um, and so... Definitely more mobile than uh, Alex Jones by far. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the thing, right? Like, I can't say Jalen Hurts Jalen Hurts isn't allowed in the NFL. I don't think you and I can say that because everyone's just going to be like, ah, those are NFC East haters. So I don't know if we can actually say that without people, you know, not taking us seriously. Well, well my but... roommate's saying that. Well, my roommate's not saying that much. He's just saying he should be a backup, basically, not not a starter. Yeah, he, well, so, I agree. Like, He's not like a starter. Like, material, if, yeah. if, if you compare him to Tyrod Taylor, like, yeah, Tyrod Taylor's doing okay as a starter. But you'd much rather have him as your second-string quarterback, right? You'd feel a lot better with your, if your team had Tyler Taylor as, as your second-string quarterback versus your starter uh, in the NFL. And I think that's kind of my roommate's trying to say about Jalen Harris, is you yeah. feel a lot better if you had him as your second-string quarterback backing up someone really great as your starter. Yeah, that makes sense. I agree. He needs a little bit more development. Yeah, he definitely does. I don't think he's got the eye for it yet. No. Good take. I, I don't mind that. To yeah, I don't mind it. Um, LA Rams. LA Rams versus Indy. This was a good game. Uh, very interesting Cooper game. Cooper Cup is going off. Game. I stared at Cooper Cup, and I just couldn't take him. I stared at him, and I could have taken him instead of Julio Jones. Um, so I know, like, right now at this very moment, that looks like an interesting pick, but... Uh, I, still, I still like Julio better for the season, though. Right? Like, despite these first few weeks. Yeah, I just think like, Tennessee Tennessee hasn't learned there. to use him yet um, at all. They haven't put him in the red zone when they need to. Uh, you know, Derrick Henry went absolutely off. Well, you know, we'll get to that one. But um, I, I mean, I think it's a similar position where they're both really good wide receivers on a team with another really good wide receiver uh, and, you know, a uh, quarterback that is very good but not elite. Yeah. Um, so I think they're in similar situations. I think they're comparable in that regard. Well, I like Julio a little bit on the Cooper Cup for the rest of the season, despite the fact that Cooper Cup obviously just had an amazing game. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't – I've never, ever known Indianapolis to ever have a good secondary. Uh, so mm. it just never really surprises me. I know they have a good, you know, front seven right now, um, but their secondary has never been anything to write home about. I really, really, really want to mention the fact that Carson Wentz is a softy. Um, sprains in both ankles. Um, I know Philadelphia <laughs> Eagle fans are just at, laughing around uh, their circles today, I'm sure. And I know, you know, it's terrible to laugh at someone with an injury, but this is honestly a laughable situation <laughs> at this point. I mean, Indianapolis has this penchant for quarterbacks that love that are just, I mean, they're literally Band-Aid solutions for Peyton Manning, literally wearing the Band-Aids. You know, when 
when is Indy actually going to find a quarterback that's going to fit them is kind of one question in there. But, wow, they are not going to do well. Was it really a band-aid, I would say. I mean, he just retired early, which he couldn't really expect, you know. Like, it was because of injuries, though. Andrew Luck retired because of injuries. And it's the same thing. Like, everyone was big on Andrew Luck, and then he got injured. Everyone was big on Carson Wentz, then he got injured. It's been the same, you know, unfortunate situation. And I mean, I would, you know, I went into this clubhouse room, um, you know, promoting the podcast a little bit there, talking a little bit of football before we got going. And uh, somebody was talking in there that they're saying that, oh, it's going to be fine. Jacoby Brissett is a great, uh, a great quarterback. Everything will be fine. Uh, I actually asked the Dude, I asked, yeah, we were talking, yeah, when Jacoby Prezet came in there, because uh, I, I just wanted to bring this, another Band-Aid solution up in there. Um, first, I asked him, of course, if he's Jacoby Brissett's cousin, um, because I've never heard anybody who's that high on Jacoby Brissett just like off the cuff ever. Um, he wasn't, or claimed that he wasn't. But number two, another Band-Aid solution again. I mean, Jacoby Brissett comes in there. And it's, I think it's the same situation if he would have been playing in Indy still. It's just another, I don't know what happens to people. Is there a curse happening in Indianapolis? All of these quarterbacks just, like, there's nobody doing well in Indy in that quarterback spot uh, who's even gone through there. Like, it's just been a graveyard. And same thing like yesterday. And I know we talked about it a little bit, but, like, wow, Jacoby Brissett did bad yesterday. And, you know, he did decent in Indy, but again, he's left Indy and come out just looking terrible. So, well, it could so. be the curse of Pay Manning. I mean, who has the Broncos had since Pay Manning retired? Well, that's, Anyone? yeah, the Broncos. What was it? 14? I think the Broncos have started 14 quarterbacks or something absurd. Since retired? I think it's something like that. I heard something last week. It's double digits. They've started double digit yeah, quarterbacks since he left. And, and honestly, Teddy Bridgewater, the current one, is probably the most notable one of the months. Yeah, so far. Yeah, hundred percent. He's actually had like some sort of tenure in the league, um, you know, right. other, other than Joe Flacco. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't think I can name half of the quarterbacks I've started for the Broncos. Yep. Oh, since Peyton Manning retired. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, something's going on in Indy, but yeah, if uh, anybody has Carson Wentz, uh, I don't, I'm not sure why you'd be starting him. To be honest, I don't even think he would be a 12 team league starter. Uh, but he's injured. Uh, and so that's going to have fantasy impact on on Jonathan Taylor, uh, for sure. And then, of course, Zach Pascal, uh, who they hit a couple of times. Uh, Michael Pittman is the other one out there. I think Jonathan Taylor might get more carries, though, because of the injury. They might have to rely on him a little bit more. It might actually inadvertently help Jonathan Taylor a little bit in his value, potentially, uh, if they really just shift towards the run game. Because of the injury to Wentz. Yeah, that should be interesting. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens over there. So with the Rams, uh, I know Darrell Henderson was in there uh, running. I haven't really seen too much else as far as fantasy impact. I mean, Cooper Cup is having days on days on days over there. Um, any other kind of fantasy impact that we kind of have to go over with the Rams? Uh, no, I think that mostly covers it. Yeah, my best friend that beat me in that week one matchup has Darrell Henderson. I uh, got him in the sixth round. I thought that was a good pickup in the sixth round, and so far it has been. Uh, I even like I commented like during the draft, like nice pickup. Uh, I thought it was a it was a smart pick, and so far it has been. 
Daryl Henderson's got a lot of talent. I love watching him run. He's pretty freaking good. Mm-hmm. He's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I kind of had a feeling that the trade for Sony Michelle wasn't really going to do much like for them. Yeah, not much to do about nothing. So it's that uh, the Patriot aura, the Belichick aura. When someone leaves, they're like, "Oh my goodness, what are you going to do when you leave?" Yeah, I think the most shocking game of the week: Pittsburgh seventeen, Las Vegas twenty six. Derek Carr had a. Did you see the Derek Carr throw to Rugs? Yeah, actually, I did see that. Woo! That was nasty. I was really lucky because my opponent in the 18 team league had Rugs on his bench. Wow. Which, you know, given Rugs' previous performances was not an unreasonable decision. But given his performance this week, you know, I know my uh, person I was facing is probably kicking himself for that decision. Rugs went off. Car went off. Yeah. That was a fun uh fun game to uh to see. As always. Uh Pittsburgh doing the dink and dunk, the Roethlisberger. Should have listened to myself as I was talking about it. Damn you, Najee Harris. But uh Pittsburgh looked like the team that I thought they were gonna look like, you know. Juju Smith Schuster uh even got I think he got a rushing touchdown off of that. I think it was like off an end around or some sort yeah. of gimmicky weird play. And I looked away from red zone <laughs> for a second and then I saw Juju running with it. So um yeah, super interesting. Uh, what do you do with this Steelers wide receiver core? Uh, there is a lot of talent over there. Uh, I know Deontay, uh, Deontay got hurt. Uh, he was seen limping off again. So that's two weeks in a row. I think uh, he might take a week off or he's definitely going to be limited in week three. Uh, but we still have, you know, Chase Claypool is huge. And so is Juju. So what uh, what do you kind of do if you've drafted these uh, Pittsburgh wide receivers? Do you think? Mm. I mean, I did not draft them. So I'm not really big on the Pittsburgh receivers this year, personally. Uh, I did draft Harris in one of my leagues uh, in the second round, which I think will pan out. So honestly, Harris is probably the one I'm biggest on on the offense for the season. You know, I think Big Ben, as you said, is going to do a lot of these little screen passes, little ding dunks to uh, Harris, and will be resistant to throw downfield. So I think some of Claypool and uh, Smith-Schuster's upside is a little bit capped by Big Ben's ability at his age at this point. And that's my concern with them, is I feel like any given week, they really could not do much. Uh, as wide receivers, so if you have them, you've got a Steelers fan in your league. Could be potential people you might want you know, look at trading even. Um, because yeah, I'm not I'm not huge on them. I mean, certainly not if you have them, I wouldn't drop them by any means. Like they're worth being on a roster, but I'm not big on the Steelers wide receivers personally. It's going to be interesting. They play uh, the Cincinnati Bengals next week. And uh, then they play uh, Green Bay. Uh, so in Green Bay, by the way. it's uh, Yeah, they're playing at home versus no. Cincy and then Green Bay. Uh, they're going to Lambeau. So that should be an interesting couple of games. I think the Cincinnati Bengals game is going to be a pretty interesting test. Chicago Bears 20, Cincinnati 17. Uh, this was shocking for me. The Bears played their front seven played just out of this world. 
they weren't yeah. able to get to the quarterback last week to save their lives, and this week they just moved. Uh, Joe Burrow throwing three interceptions and three attempts, though. I boy, that's uh, yikes. That was yikes. I mean, the last one I don't really think was his fault, um, but, I mean, two still and two is, oh, boy. That's just rough. Uh, Joe Mixon had a decent game uh, in there. Montgomery did not have a decent game. Uh, the quarterback situation in Chicago is hilarious, to say the least. Andy Dalton with a knee injury. Fields coming in and doing nothing. Uh, and Chicago still saying that they're going to run with Andy Dalton uh, literally until his yeah. leg breaks. So, um, okay, good luck with that. But, uh, yeah, this is, it's kind of a mess over there. Um, even in Cincinnati, as far what's as the old, what's the old saying, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. No, that's kind of the situation right now. I think cause they have two quarterbacks that they really just don't know about. Yep. Oh, hundred percent. They really hope Justin Fields is going to save them, which I don't really think is going to be the answer to be honest with you. But, um, yeah. and Cincinnati, like as far as fantasy purposes is concerned, you have Mixon and Burrow. And then after that, it's a total coin flip. Uh, there's really no number one receiver over there, um, you know. I feel like Chase, and I just think that, you know, college chemistry is going to come through. I think he's also just, I mean, based on, you know, especially based on his draft record, I think he's the most talented wide receiver they have. Uh, so even though he's a rookie, I think he's just physically better than the other guys in that wide receiver room. Uh, and so... Yeah, couple of, fa- couple of the fact that he actually has, even though he's a rookie, more experience with the quarterback. Uh, and then, um, you know, is the more talented wide receiver. I think overall, I think have a good week any given week, but I think overall he's going to be the best one this season. So, the wide receivers. My fantasy team depends on it. <laughs> uh you know as i alluded to last week i had a trade pending and it definitely went through so i do not have to deal with justin herbert no more which is fantastic for me um you know i'm all in on the burrow wagon with jamar chase and uh you know that was a, a nice little 50 yard touchdown last week serious, i think jamar chase could be a serious contender if not the front runner uh for the offensive uh, rookie of the year award i like that yeah, I, I hope he gets ten touchdowns this year. I'd like that. I'd really like that. I think I, I think he can get ten to fifteen touchdowns this year. Honestly, I would not be surprised if he's in ten to fifteen range. I like that. Um, and I think we'll easily have, you know, the um, over a thousand yards. I'm a fan of these uh, these picks. Uh, Houston versus. Well, I'm, I'm actually going to put that on the board as well. Look at I'm you go. Put... Over 1,000 yards, over 10 touchdowns. Wow, he's going for, for it. Chase. I'm going for that one as well for the season. But I think that's an easy one as well. I think, you know, he obviously he's a rookie. It's possible he – the defense is figuring out and stop him. But uh, I think, yes. Over ten a thousand yards or more and ten touchdowns or more is my bar for a chase this season. I like that. It's on the board. Houston at Cleveland. Uh Tyrod Taylor injured. Uh there's no chance in hell that Deshaun Watson is going to be playing quarterback for the Texans. That was said yesterday. So um 
good luck. I can't even remember the guy's name in Houston, but it's not good. And, um, yeah, Baker Mayfield did okay. Uh, he yeah. took a shot, though. Uh, he went to go make a tackle after his interception, and uh, he definitely took a serious shot. So he'll be feeling that for a little bit. But 31-21 for Cleveland, um, you know, Everybody uh, everybody did well for Cleveland. It was a fairly decent game, for sure. Yeah. Um, Carolina versus New Orleans. This was a shocker, 26-7. Uh, Jameis Winston yeah. did not have a repeat week. Uh, their defense looked horrible. Everyone was talking about their offense uh, coaches being away, but, um, yeah, their defense was terrible. Uh, Christian McCaffrey ran all over them. And, uh Yeah. It uh, it wasn't a good wasn't a- game. Did you did you catch any of that one? Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, Christian McCaffrey looked like Christian McCaffrey, and the Saints looked nothing like they did Week One. No. Uh, I don't really know what to make of the Panthers this season because um, obviously we don't know they were going to win against the Jets and all of a revenge game. But then being the Saints after what the Saints did the Packers Week One, that's a lot more interesting to me. So we'll see what the Panthers do. I I don't know. To me, they're kind of like the Broncos of the NFC, though. Uh, I think that they are going to be a winning team, but not necessarily a playoff team. Interesting. The Broncos of the NFC. I, I think the wild cards, like the NFC West is so good. I think you're going to get wild cards from the NFC. We, I, I think you're going to get three playoff teams from the NFC West. I think it's going to be uh, Rams. Cardinals and Seahawks will all make it from the NFC West, in my opinion. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, let's, uh, yeah, McCaffrey, other than that. Oh, the DJ Moore. Uh, there's a DJ yeah. Moore sighting over there, which I wanted to bring up because there was a, a hilarious trade that was proposed in my league uh, regarding DJ Moore. Uh he still didn't – there he is. He's finally down there. 13.9 points uh, outside of the top 10, but finally making an appearance in Carolina. 11 targets. Wanted to get that yeah. out on the radar. This game was a barn burner. Minnesota 33, Arizona 34. What a game. Yeah. That was a thoroughly oh, enjoying I'm game. this year. You don't like Murray. I do. I think Murray's a really good quarterback. You just think he's too short. And I just, I haven't seen anything from Murray that suggests that he's not going to be successful continuously in this league. Every time he steps on the field, magic happens. And he just has such a good offense around him. He has so many playmakers around him. It's just one of the best offenses. And obviously, they didn't have a good defensive performance in terms of they let up a lot of points to the Vikings. But I do like that defense, especially, you know, I'm a big J.J. Watt fan. Overall, I really like the Cardinals. I think that I'm not going to predict this, but I think they may win their division this year. I certainly think if they don't win the division, they'll certainly be a wild card team. Uh, so I think they're almost certainly going to be a playoff team. See, I'm going to ask you that same question in three weeks. Okay. And we'll see how you feel. Their first three yeah. weeks of the season are a joke. They they got lucky with Tennessee. Tennessee obviously had a flash in the band, terrible game. But Minnesota's not that good. Then they get to go play the Jacksonville Jaguars. They really have had no test in the first three weeks. They're going to smoke Jacksonville next week. 
Then well, so it's funny to say that. It's funny to say that. That was gonna be my team pick. I was gonna, because I lost my team pick this week, last week. I was gonna just go for the layup this week and pick the Cardinals over Jackson. Well, we'll get there. There, yeah. look. Then the cards are gonna play the Rams, the Niners, and the Browns. So then we'll see like how good they are. Definitely through the Cleveland defense. I mean, the Rams defense is gonna give them the business for sure. Definitely going to give them the business. So after those three games, I'd love to see <laughs> where they're kind of at as a team uh, because, you know, I think those are going to be some big ones. They're going to be some big ones. Atlanta versus Tampa. Expressed mm. a little bit of frustration with Cordero Patterson putting up like a 20-point game. Just bananas. Um, 48-25. Gronkowski uh, back from the dead. Uh, four touchdowns in two games. Another two this week. He's on fire. I probably should have used my first waiver wire pickup for him, but I use it for Mitchell instead. Kyle Pitts is still doing okay, but um, yeah, you know. Um, I got Gronk League. I'm trying to trade him. These are two amazing games. That's so high if I can. I agree with that move. I dropped Rojo. I've had enough of that. I uh, I gave up on that wagon. The other barn burner this week by a mile and a half. Tennessee 33 at the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle had a 14-point lead, and they relinquished and lost in overtime, 33-30. Your Tyler Lockett prognostication was court wrecked among 178 for one. That's a decent game. That's good for number two uh, on uh, on the list. Everybody, Derek Henry went off. Chris Carson had a couple of touchdowns. Uh, Russell Wilson did okay. Start to start him if you got him in Tennessee and Seattle, week in and week out. I don't really think, unless you have Ryan Tannehill, I wouldn't. I would not start Ryan Tannehill right now. He looks um, like the Ryan Tannehill of a few years ago, uh, which I don't think is a good thing. My Dallas Cowboys, Greg the Leg. With a glorious field goal to win it 20 to 17. I think the big story out of this game was Tony Pollard uh, outrushing Zeke. That deserves some attention. Uh, not sure what to make of it, but Zeke just has not been himself for the last two years. Not, right. not really sure what is going on with that. I mean, Zeke still had a pretty decent effort, he still had a touchdown for 71. Uh, and a couple of uh, a couple of targets out of the backfield. The Cowboys definitely want to use both backs. I am all down for that. Whatever the heck we need uh, to get through. But Tony Pollard in this league that I've got uh, scored 24 points to Ezekiel Elliott's 15. Tony Pollard was the number three running back. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see what we got with that. The night game: Kansas City versus Baltimore. Wow, Kansas City cannot stop anything, anybody, or anyone. Their defense is the worst in the NFL, and I don't even think it's close. This is going to be the death of them. They can't stop anybody. Um, sure, they can score, and, you know, this is kind of what you're alluding to earlier with Arizona. Um, there's really only been one team ever in the modern Super Bowl era, I feel, that has been truly offensive dominant with no defensive talent whatsoever to win a Super Bowl, and that was the Kansas City Chiefs. Defense has always, always won a Super Bowl. And so that's my concern with Arizona. That's my concern with Kansas City is just no defense. Same thing with New Orleans, no defense at all. Even if Minnesota were to go on a run, no defense. They got a pretty good offense, 
no defense. Wild game, 35-36. What's your, uh, what's your hot takes for Baltimore-Kansas City? Yeah, so KC is interesting because we have, you know, so many different players getting involved. And Tyreek Hill did not have a very good game at all. He, yeah, doesn't he do that, though? I've never been a Tyreek Hill owner, but I've always noticed that he either is a, he's a feast or famine. This is why I didn't take him. This is why I took Aaron Jones instead, which makes me look good yesterday, of course. But, uh, you know, I've always noticed Tyreek Hill to either have 30 or two and nothing in the middle. And that just doesn't win you fantasy games. So that was my concern when I looked at Tyreek Hill was like, OK, I know he's good, but there's going to be times where he's going to score two points, and I am not going to be a happy guy. Right. Yeah. It's, he's an interesting player for sure. Uh, Kelsey is, you know, besides Mahomes, obviously, the one that's very consistent on that team. You know, if you have Kelsey at tight end, you're the best tight end in the league. Clearly, there's no debate there at this point. Uh, until someone else gets close, Kelsey is the clear number one tight end in the NFL. No doubt. I agree. Yeah, I don't think many people have Byron Pringle um, on their fantasy yeah, team. No. So, uh, you're in a very deep league. Yeah, it uh, Kansas City has a lot of people over there. Uh, I'm sick and tired of hearing people talk about McCall Hardman all the time. Uh, he's clearly not being involved in the offense as much as people want him to be, and it's just not going to be uh, somebody you should be playing in your fantasy league. Uh, the running back situation in Baltimore, again, hilarious. Latavius Murray uh, getting across for a touchdown. Uh, yeah, I think it's that's that is one heck of a uh, conundrum, uh, I think, over there in Baltimore. Uh, do you have any advice for anybody if they have? You know, I know people have Latavius Murray and Tyson Williams in my league, but they literally split at like nine and a half points, even 9.6 for Latavius Murray and 9.3 for Tyson Williams. So, so literally a 50 50. Yeah, I am not really in love with either of them. I did pick up Tyson Williams in one of my leagues uh, from waivers, but I didn't, I didn't start him yet. Uh, and I don't know if I will in that league or not, uh, because, yeah, it's just a running back by committee, and those are always just tough to deal with. Yeah, same with San Francisco. I think it's the same type of thing. It's that RBBC, which is just, yeah, not fun to deal with. I don't recommend playing anybody over there, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, Even Marquise Brown is tough to – I know he had a good game, but, man – Jackson is so random with, I just don't feel confident about him. Uh, I mean, yeah, Devin DuVernay had a decent game, uh, but it's just, it's Sammy Watkins and Marquise Brown and no one else getting targets. So, um, yeah, just want to throw that one out there as well. Um, It might, I don't know, it might be good to pick up Sammy just in case Marquise Brown's ankle gets in trouble again because they literally have nobody else and you know I don't know I don't think too many people have Sammy Watkins so I would uh, that would be my recommendation for that the Monday nighter holy yep Uh, Rogers bouncing back like we said he would yep right told people to chill out I just didn't think he was going to throw 
everything to uh, Aaron, Aaron Jones. Yeah. Aaron Jones. That was uh, what a game. 17 rushes for 67 and a touchdown. Six receiving targets. Six receptions for three touchdowns on 48 yards. Yeah, it's good selling right there. Wow. <laughs> um, tight ends would die to have that stat line. So, right. uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, 255 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Got sacked three times, but uh, even got six rushing yards. Good for 31 points in my league. So, decent, uh, very decent uh, week, to say the least. Uh, yeah. Number four performance for quarterbacks uh, just eked out Patrick Mahomes uh, by point point eight. So um, great game by Aaron Rodgers. The Lions are definitely who we thought they were. And just another tough year. Uh, yeah, I laughed out just hilariously loud uh, when they hired Dan Campbell over there. Terrible head coaching decision for sure. And that's just not going to lead them anywhere. That guy's, yeah, even before his knee. The only one Lions who I think is really fancy relevant is the tight end, uh, TJ Hawkinson. Oh, um, yeah, TJ Hawkinson. I definitely have made fun of my friend for this pick for sure. But yeah, TJ no, Hawkinson's looking good. Yeah, he's definitely looking good. It's one of the things that I'm going to eat for sure. I, I, I think he'll probably be a top five tight end this year. Yeah, a lot of people are, are calling that. I, uh, yeah. I, I will. Because there's not a lot of great tight ends, really. Yep. And he's he's Super a great tight end on a really shitty team. I agree. I agree. But because he's on a shitty team, there's just kind of one else to throw it to, really. Like the wide receivers are like nothing really special. Uh, running backs, you have a couple okay running backs. He's easily the best playmaker that Goff has available to him. Yeah. Uh, so he kind of is, besides having really a lot of talent, he's also sort of like the default like best target there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a good call. Hawkins is doing well for sure. Um, okay, my friend, we have uh, we have our picks for week three. Uh, you've kind of already alluded to your team pick, so we might as well just go in that direction to start it off. Uh, you yeah, are team pick. I'm just running. I'm just, I lost on my team pick last week. And are we playing by the way for interview rules? This that we can only choose a team once in a season. The survivor type of methodology. Um, yeah. I didn't have that intention when we started with it, but maybe we want to to make it a little bit more difficult. Is that we? I think it makes it adds a little element uh, of difficulty, a little spicy. Uh, and re- regardless of if we do that or not, though, as layup, I am taking Cardinals to beat the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence, before he was drafted, had never lost a regular season game uh, in high school. Uh, or college, uh, came to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Congratulations. You play the Jacksonville Jaguars now. You're going to lose some regular season games. It's now 0-2. Not going to get his first one of the Jaguars this week against the Cardinals. Uh, it's right. going to go 0-3. We'll see when he gets his first win in the NFL. Well, we should we but should assume... Wait a little bit. Let's assume that we're going to not use our picks again. Arizona will be your lock pick. Is that who you're going to use for that? Yeah, yeah. Arizona's my lock. I just okay. I don't see... Anyway, they lose to the Jaguars this week. So I think that's an easy pick. Okay. Layup. I am taking my lock for the week uh, because I think this is the week to do it. I'm taking Carolina. K 
Carolina is at Houston. They're playing on Thursday. Mm, Houston is horrible. I think Christian yeah, McCaffrey, anybody on a Thursday night game who's going to do well. I haven't talked about my distaste for Thursday night games on this pod yet, but I literally think they're the worst decision that the league has ever done uh, next to getting rid of a preseason game and giving a 17 regular season. I still don't understand that, but Thursday night games are the dumbest idea that the NFL has come up with. It's just a money-making cash grab. That's it. There's, it is unhealthy for the players. It is not proper for an NFL football player to be expected to turn around from a Sunday to play on a Thursday. I dislike it so much. And uh, I literally, one of my rules is I never, ever start anybody on Thursday night games. That's been my rule for three years now because it's just been so, it's been so crappy. The people who play on Thursday are terrible. I've only seen maybe two or three good performances on a Thursday that make like an actual starter worth doing it. So that's one of the guidelines I do is I usually completely stay away from Thursday and I never touch it, but Houston doesn't have any quarterbacks and it's, yeah. it just, I can't not take that. I know Houston's at home, but I really don't think it means anything right now. And Panthers are on a hot, Panthers are on a hot streak. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's a good pick. I yeah. think you'll probably get your first one on that. I would be surprised if that is get your first win. In yeah, our I, think, picks. I think it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be fun. What about our um, our fantasy picks? I know we kind of broke it down into performance and PPR. So uh, go right on ahead, yeah, David Greenberg. I'm, so, so I'm not I'm not gonna bet against you this week. I'm just gonna make two picks, and you can make a pick or two. Uh, I'm gonna make my picks within PPR format. PPR format. You will. You are welcome to make your picks within uh, performance format. Um, since we're not gonna compete against each other this week for a pick. I have two that I'm going to say, though, and they're actually going to be in the same game. Looking at that Vikings-Seahawks game, I think that's just going to be a shootout. I have no idea who's going to win it. Whoever gets the ball last, probably, will probably be the one that wins that game. Uh, I I suspect that will be the Seahawks, but it could be the Vikings, easily. But I think it'll be very similar to the Vikings game from this past week, where it'll be 30-point-something, 30-point-something game. On the Seahawks, last week I picked Tyler Lockett to go off. This week, I'm going to go with his teammate, DK Metcalf, uh, who's been a little quiet so far, really, to start uh, the season. He has not really been great yet. Uh, I think he's going to have really a great game. Um, So, DK Metcalf had, yeah, only 11.3 points uh, this past week in PPR, uh, which is not good for PPR. Uh, 16 the week before, which is also okay, but not very good. I think he has a 20, his first 20 plus point performance this week in PPR. So I think he's going to do substantially better than he did in the first two weeks this week against Vikings. Um, 20 plus points is my call for him. Bigger game though, on the other side of the ball from the Vikings. Uh, I don't think Seattle has a very good run defense. And so I'm going to say Dalvin Cook is going to go off. Here's my pick for Dalvin Cook. 30-plus point performance in PPR. So really big performance for Dalvin Cook. I think he's going to have multiple touchdowns, a lot of yards, rushing and receiving. Um, And so I think Dalvin Cook's really going to go off. I think that's probably my bullish pick, 30-plus points. Dalvin Cook. Um, 
because he also hasn't even come near that from what I've seen so far. So let me look look at what his stats were last couple of weeks real quick. Uh, so Dalvin Cook this past week had 16.8. Uh, first week he had 20.4. So I think he's going to do about 10 points better than week uh, one, about double what he did this past week. So really go off against the Seahawks. And I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Wow. Okay. Uh, Those are my three picks this week. Interesting. I I'm a little bit iffy on your Dalvin Cookeroo because he's a, a little injured Roo. But uh, you know, uh, yeah, Seattle is they're they're not that scary, especially on the road. Uh, their defense is not that good. Um, yeah, they have some big holes this in there. This is not a CL defense that you know was around in the Super Bowl days a few years back. No. Uh, they are not going to really scare anyone, as you just said. So, yeah, I think Dalvin will shake off the injury. He'll be fine and just have a monster game. I'll take that. I like that. That's a, that's a decent – those are two decent calls, though. They can definitely happen. They can definitely happen. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely happen. Uh, Well, I – I am going to stick to um, I'll stick to my performances, of course, because okay. I know my scoring references for that for my league right now. I am going to go back on to the boy um, Tyreek Hill. I think uh, Tyreek Hill is going to have a studly, studly performance. Uh, they're over. They're playing at home, uh, but they're playing against the Chargers. Yeah. So, um, I think that will also be a high-scoring game. I think I'll be back and forth, and uh, I think Tyreek Hill is definitely getting more targets after this past week, getting very few. Yeah, I'm throwing. I'm throwing a 20-point game in performance for him. Uh, and so to give like reference in my league, we got Cooper Cup with 27, Tyler Lockett 23, Cordero Patterson 20, and Rondale Moore 20, Mike Evans 19, Henry Ruggs 18.9. So. Decent, decent game, but I think there's a, a 20 pointer coming out of uh, Tyreek the freak. And then the other call, which is probably, um, probably fairly easy, but I think I, I need some wins at this point. Uh, but yeah. I'm also calling a 30 point game uh, for uh, Derek Carr, which he scored 26 this okay. last week, but. Um, 30 gives you like Kirk Cousins, Pat Mahomes, uh, Aaron Rodgers, both had 31, Lamar Jackson at 35. So just to give you a reference. Um, so 30 point game, uh, coming for Derek Carr. He's playing Miami in Las Vegas. So yeah, I think that, could yeah, be you might one. go three and all those picks. You might be three and four by next week and be closer to respectability. Um, oh, those are three reasonable picks. But given that it's you, I think it's going to be hilarious if you get them all wrong. Like, if Houston somehow upsets the Panthers, if, you know, Derek Carr... Like doesn't kicking get through, the field goal at the end of the one. game, right? Winning by, like, one point, And then Derek oh, Carr scoring, like, 29 points. <laughs> right. 
And Tyreek Hill gets like 19 points. How funny would that be <laughs> if you actually go 0-3 on these and you go into, into next week 0-7 to start the season? As you could already tell. I mean, that would be, be hysterical. Yeah, as you could tell, it might happen. I've already literally lost two of these bets by literally one point, maybe two on a couple of them. So, yeah. you know, it uh, it could totally happen. I have the most hilarious things happen to me by a mile in football. It's really funny. So. Well, I'm really hoping next week that I'm 6-1 and in your own 7 because that would be hysterical. I do just for content purposes. Uh, I think right. I think every so funny. Yeah, yeah I'm I think getting all these things right, and you're just getting like nothing. Oh yeah, and it, it'll just move right into the Canadian doesn't know anything about the NFL and why is David right. Silver. It's just perfect. It's, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, I did want to mention next weekend. I know it's not our matchup that we're looking forward to, but Dallas uh, and the Eagles. We are Monday night uh, next yeah. week, so yeah. I'm excited for that one. Um, other than that, there isn't really a game that jumps out on the map for me that I really want to sit down and other than honestly, just for, you know, pure curiosity purposes, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, I really want to see how bad Pittsburgh is. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm, I'm hoping Joe Burrow pulls one off, but there's really no other game. I mean, maybe like Seattle, Minnesota, as far as shooter shootout is concerned, but, um, yeah, I don't really see too many other games that really kind of jump out at me that, you know, make me want to really sit down and uh, and watch. Yeah. I mean, you know, New York Jets at Denver, Arizona at Jacksonville, um, Baltimore at Detroit, ugh, Chicago at Cleveland, Chargers at Kansas City, Atlanta, Atlanta at the Giants. Ugh. That won't be. That's that's gonna be really ugly. <laughs> yeah, totally. If we if we don't beat Atlanta, I'm gonna be very upset. Honestly, uh, if we start zero and three, I'm just I'm gonna be beside myself. Oh, I can't wait. I really can't wait. It. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't wait for that. I'm not gonna lie. All right, good yeah. sir. Any uh, last. Uh, parting words for everybody. Just a reminder: three and one versus zero and four currently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a rough start, but that's okay. It uh, that's the uh, way betting goes. Corey's picks this week. I don't know if I, I'm not sure how much longer I'll be able to hold this over Corey's head, so I have to milk it while it lasts. Yeah, for sure. I think it's only a one week thing, and then I'm just gonna turn the wave been a weird two weeks but yeah holy smokes all right well sir another episode in the books of the fucked up fantasy football podcast much love appreciate it ton of fun as always and uh yeah. good luck to you i hope your fantasy team wins i hope uh the the 15 to 20 people that listen to our podcast i hope you start your lineups and you also win uh unless you're playing me and uh unless you're playing david in those cases I hope you lose. Uh, and that's just the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> you all can give us a download, a follow, and uh, leave a review. If you're catching us over on Apple, there's 11 different places that you can catch us uh, with the podcast now. Uh, Stitcher, Deezer, uh, a whole bunch of things i never even heard of before. Uh, iHeartRadio, I've heard, heard of you before. Um, we have you on Amazon, Audible is there a uh, pocket cast breaker radio public cast box we're everywhere tell your friends tell your family 
Come listen to the awkward Canadian and the awkward American talk about fantasy football. Tell them I'm strange on the street. Just go up to them and say, hey, fuck up fantasy football podcast, and they'll be confused. And then say, look, anywhere you find podcasts, we're there. <laughs> I love the rogue marketing. I'm a fan. All right, let's get out of here. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll catch you all next week. Good luck, everyone. Thanks so much for listening.